Hey everyone, welcome to the Image Doctors Photography Podcast. I'm Jason O'Dell. And I'm Rick Walker. And once again, we're here to share some photographic uh, insights. Maybe you'll find this interesting. We never know. Maybe a little bit of angst even today. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> By the time you hear this, uh, I will be on a trip. I'm actually going to be on a uh, a uh, photo tour with clients, which I'm very much looking forward to. Partly because I have a nice group of clients, partly because we're going to Europe for the Christmas markets, which should be a very cool thing. They're very nice. So at least the ones I've been to there. So I've got a, you know, as a result, I'm going through the same kind of first world hand wringing. What do you bring and how do you what do you pack and how do you pack it? That that really comes down to it. And and, and by the way, this was um this topic is built off of a discussion that we were just having. So we thought, well, why don't we just talk right. about it? Well, in and, the podcast, and we both it's a real thing de dealt with this too. I mean, yeah. there's shooting where if all you ever do is put your gear in a car, you know, locally, wherever go mm -hmm. somewhere in your own vehicle and you stop and you maybe walk no more than a hundred yards away or, or, you know, or whatever, just you can pack quite differently <laughs> than when you have to deal with air transportation or trains or all of the above. So, for example, my trip, which I'm very much looking forward to, involves flying to Prague, mm -hmm. where I'll meet my clients for a few days on the front end. We'll be taking a train down to Vienna, where we'll Another spend a wonderful couple of city. nights. Yes, we're very looking, much looking forward to that. Um, we'll be getting around a little bit using... Uh, rail transportation there and then a river cruise to actually go out the on the danube for seven nights starting in vienna and working our way up to nuremberg where we will disembark and then fly home or wherever else people are going to go mm -hmm. very excited about the trip because you can imagine you know this time of year and um christmas markets and especially in that part of the world you know, these these cultures know how to do Christmas. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. I, my personal belief is the Germans do it so well. It's so tasteful and wonderful. It's just really, really nice. So I'm very much excited. And last year, if, if uh, we went to the Christmas market that's up in Denver, mm -hmm. which was, was fun. Good. Yeah. But I have a hunch that Germany and Austria will be even better. I'm just guessing. The ones I went to were. And, and so there's going to be a variety, you know, most of this is going to involve travel photography. And we talked about in our last week about, you know, having an all-purpose zoom of a certain range just being so useful for, for trips like this, you know, something that's not huge. Um, we also talk about, you know, this time of year, especially in these cities where, where they're lit up for Christmas at night for blue hour, you might want to have a tripod. And then you might want to actually consider bringing, I've told my clients to consider bringing something like a 50 millimeter prime to have a fast lens um, for the markets, for people that might you might have candid shots um, to look forward to. So, so all this stuff starts adding up and you go, wait a minute, you know, it's like, what do you do? Yeah, and what then do you bring, what do you leave home? Yeah. What do you have with you that you might leave in the hotel at times? Right. It is always coming out with you. 
And and another thing for me is that I just sort of mostly moved over to using, I'm going to be bringing my Olympus OM system, mm-hmm. which has some advantages in terms of size, but there's still lots of things you can potentially bring and it. It's very easy to get, get overdone on it. Um, yeah. And we talk about the trade-off. You've talked about this, the fear of missing out. Oh shoot. What mm-hmm. if I don't, uh, what do I need to bring my macro lens, you know, you know or whatever. Right. And it's like, no, you don't need to do that. And, and, you know, I'm trying to be very, very adamant with my clients. I told them, you know, if all you had was a 24 to 120 zoom, something in that zone, 24 to 105, you could mm-hmm. probably go on this trip and be very happy. One oh, lens, yeah. one yeah. lens. So, you know, what are the challenges and where do you want to start? Well, how about some of the stuff that you were wrestling with? And you mentioned the idea of going out uh, during blue hour or even later that, because you've got some very early sunset times. Yeah, 4 p.m. In doing <laughs> night photography. So as soon as you start thinking about bringing a tripod along, that's a different set of issues. You've got the tripod. What do you put it in or strap mm-hmm. it to or whatever how and long how do you have it? to carry it around with you each day right. how how does the need for a tripod balance out with you know some of the amazing ibis systems that are out there mm-hmm. you know that will stabilize your image and the om1 that you'll be taking has got a fabulous one you know so there's there's some interesting things so where do you think you're ending up um, well, with some yeah. of those decisions. The the interesting thing is, you know, you mentioned the IBIS system and those things. Mm-hmm. And I think if I were taking this trip as a casual photographer, as an enthusiast, hobbyist, but I'm there, maybe you're going with your spouse, companion, whatever. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to shoot into the evenings. Um, I I think a tripod almost wouldn't be necessary. Mm-hmm. As a creative professional, which is the way I'm approaching this trip with clients, mm-hmm. it's a different thing because one of the missions and goals that I have for any of my travel tour workshops is to have my clients, especially with myself included, come home with different shots that you wouldn't have just gotten with your phone or snapshot, mm-hmm. right? And that includes some longer exposures, you know, moving, maybe. You know, I, I'm imagining being on the Charles River or not the Charles River, but the um, the Charles Bridge in Prague, mm-hmm. and you have boats going. Around. I I took a group to Amsterdam one time, and I got some amazing shots of the on the canals with the boats going through. You know, at mm-hmm. blue hour with lights. You even with a good IBIS system, you need a tripod for that. It's just too long of exposure. Exactly, and and so then you get not into because these, you you don't have good high ISO performance or whatever, you want a long shutter speed so that that motion is blurred. And while I'm perfectly happy holding wider focal lengths, you know, up to even a second with the OM-1, still not a five second exposure. You're just not going to do that. So then then you kind of want a tripod. And then the question is, what tripods do I have? And this is this this is this problem that you might have with shoes. You know, how many pairs of shoes do you have, right? <laughs> or handbags uh, or camera bags. And th- the reality is that um, you can have sturdy tripods 
and you can have lightweight tripods, but rarely do you get both in one packet. And there are some decent travel tripods that are under three pounds. Um, but you're going to be spending a little bit. You're going to be spending probably $300 at the very least, you know, for some of the lighter ones and, you know, depending on whether or not they come with a, with a head. So could I bring my two series get so? Yeah. I'd have to first find out how to pack it in my luggage. But when you're going on a trip and your tripod is just, you know, less than 10% of when you're shooting, it represents a lot of overhead depending on how you, you know, it takes up space in your suitcase for one. And then if it's four or five pounds, and if you're out there for a long time, that could be really unpleasant. And then you're not enjoying the shooting experience those other times when you're not using the tripod. Mm -hmm. That's what I struggle with. Um, you know, if, if you're in a situation where, you know what, we're going to be shooting right near where we're staying. I can come back to my hotel room or wherever, get the tripod, then go back out for 45 minutes in the, in the evening. Hey, that's easy. And if it's a little bit heavy, who cares? Mm -hmm. um, you know, on the other hand, uh, if you have to be out there with three or four hours with it, it's it it can be really unpleasant to carry that, especially something you're not really using all the time. Right. What do you find? I mean, I don't. No, I, I agree with you that I would say one of the things I try hard to do is plan things out so that I do not have to carry a tripod around with me during the daytime. I'll, I'll make sure I can get back to the hotel mm -hmm. and and switch it out, or just say, yeah, never never mind. Um, because, you know, carrying the other around all day is just not terribly realistic. So I'll, right. I'll, I'll do that. I'll, I don't like using the super lightweight, um, tripods, um, that are very flimsy and plasticky. I've had too many problems using those and they're just plain unpleasant to use as well. If if it gets a little bit cold or, or whatever. Um, this is winter <laughs> for sure. It, oh, I know. And you're, you're going to have some cool temperatures there at times. One thing I have found that works well for me is I'll, I'll bring a collapsible travel um, backpack. There are a bunch of brands out there where it packs down to something quite small. Just like and a day I'll pack. Just make the day pack kind of thing. But, you know, lighter and, and easier to compact than a normal one. And on the evenings where I need it, I'll, I'll stick the tripod in that. I'll make sure that it works one way or another, mm -hmm. either zips tightly enough and maybe sticks out slightly. That's not a problem or goes all in there. And then, then I'll have a shoulder bag that I'm really shooting out of. And that for me is a good configuration. It works well. It's convenient. I don't like strapping tripods to a shoulder bag or something like that. Right. It's just awkward as heck. You bump into things. That's heavy. It's heavier. Yeah. And you're just not, you're, I don't like it when you have all that weight on one shoulder. Mm -mm. It gets really painful after a while. So it helps me to, to break it up between that lightweight day pack thing and an actual shoulder bag. So. And, it's also easier if you're on a metro system or something like that. Mm -hmm. So opinion. one thing too, I, you know, you're always a bad influence, but it's like, <laughs> you know, shoulder bags are, are wonderful uh, for certain things. 
at least the the modest size ones, the ones we've talked about. More messenger um, bag style. And the the trouble that they tend to present them to is that that I have where I struggle with is you have to have a compartment to carry your camera gear, whatever that might be, camera lenses, accessories, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're putting it on a plane, where does it go? And there's certain things that make traveling through airports much easier. Roller bags, for example, mm-hmm. um, back small backpacks. You can just put more stuff in them and, and then have some room left over to use as a little carry-on, you know, whatever goes in there. Because you don't want to have to be digging into overhead bins and digging stuff out and opening up, you know, like, for example, those those hard shell carry-on size roller bags. They're nice. They hold a lot of stuff. But you're not getting into them <laughs> when you're right. on a flight. You know, you just aren't. That's right. that's that's not so so for me, you know, it's like I would love to have the shoulder bag to work out of, but I don't want to have that, you know, be limited to something that's that small. So where do you put things? You know, and so right now, you know, we've both talked about the the brevity, I think it's the jumper bag mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. Um and I have one, and I, I I brought it, and I think you did too. We we took it on our trip to New England this couple months ago. Um, it's a lovely little day pack size bag. I actually did not take my brevity on that trip. Okay, I couldn't. Re- oh no, you brought it on a, a different one. I I've, yeah, it was a but, messenger bag. Yeah, n- needless to say, it has a lower compartment that can hold quite a bit of camera stuff, especially if you're using a smaller system, mm-hmm. and then an upper third so to speak, that is sectioned off that you can put whatever you want in. And then a full-length back pocket that you can put in a tablet or, or laptop in. And it's got that trolley strap that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And it's great. I can put everything I want into that. But it's not the best bag to shoot out of. It's not awful, but it's it, it has that side opening that we talked about. So you can kind of sling it over one shoulder and get your camera out. But if you're going to operate out of a backpack, you're taking it off down who knows what's going on you know know, it it, it, it's it's more awkward so you know one thing i've thought about doing potentially is simply using the shoulder bag the small one Mm -hmm. um and just putting some clothes or whatever in it and just packing it in my luggage Mm -hmm. and then and then using that to shoot out of when i'm on the trip yeah because i took your advice and spent money and bought the Billingham Hadley small small pro pro wonderful bag and it's it's small but it's not tiny if, if that makes any sense i can easily fit my om1 with a lens attached and two more lenses in the bag and then there's some extra pockets that it's got um but it wouldn't necessarily be what i'd want to use as my carry on to include things like my cell phone charger and cable you know it, it get it would get a little bit awkward to try to pack it that way. You could probably make it work. So the idea is, do you bring both? And if you've got a collapsible bag, that can that can be helpful. I just think oh. there's stuff that makes li- life easier in airports, and then there's stuff that makes life easier when you're actually shooting. Yeah, I'll, I'll just mention one little thing, because it was something that you mentioned. I am more likely to put some of the accessories, cords, chargers junk like that in the roller bag Mm -hmm. and the roller bags that i've always used are not the hard shell ones they're the soft i have a soft one and so i will actually put that stuff right up at the top of the bag 
so that if it's in the overhead compartment, I can just get just up, in, unzip, yeah. reach in, just blind. I can just feel, grab the thing, zip it back up. Now, piece of cake. I agree with you. Here's another thing, and this is where where my universe has sort of changed a little bit mm-hmm. with going to a slightly small, going to the smaller micro four third system. Mm-hmm. In the past, unless I was carrying a very stripped down system like a camera and maybe two lenses, um, you know, think a Z eight, a twenty four to one twenty, and a fourteen to thirty, mm-hmm. very typical kit. Um, that could probably fit in a shoulder style bag that fits under the seat. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of other stuff, if, as soon as you were to add a third lens, for example, that that falls apart, right? And now all of a sudden, you've got a bag that won't fit under the airline seat, and it has to go in the overhead bin. Mm-hmm. So now your camera bag is your your overhead bin one, and your secondary bag has to be something smaller. Maybe that's where it gets your laptop and your cords mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, so it's it's just different um, with with um, with this configuration, I can have the small day pack with all my camera in it, plus some extras if I want, and then have a roller bag that not only has maybe cords, but I can actually pack clothes in it. Mm-hmm. And that's something I haven't been able to do for forever. Um, you know. Now, another thing that I've been thinking about, too, is to consider the size of your and weight, more importantly, weight of your kit as a whole. And then the size and weight of what you're actually carrying with you or what's around your neck, possibly at any given time. Or shooting with. Yeah, what you're shooting with. Because it is okay to leave stuff behind in your hotel safe, for example. Absolutely. You know, and, and people forget that. And, and there's a very common tendency that a lot of us have, and myself included, guilty, your bag fits everything. I'm going to put everything in it. Mm-hmm. And then when you go out, you take everything with you. Now I do understand the security, you know, the issues, but I was, I was doing some comparisons. You know, one, one of my choices for this trip was I could bring something like the 12 to 100 zoom, which is the 24 to 200 equivalent. Mm-hmm. And on the OM one, that's, that's not a bad, it's, it's a great kit. Mm-hmm. If I put that together, um, on the on the body, I have about two and a half pounds around my neck at any given time. Not the end of the world, but it's always going to be that weight. On the other hand, if I went with the slightly smaller and went with a two lens kit, twelve to forty five, which is a twenty four to ninety, plus a forty forty to one fifty and eighty to one fifty or eighty to three hundred equivalent. My total kit gets heavier because it's now almost three pounds. But what goes around my neck most of the time is under two pounds. And that makes a difference when you're walking around too. It does. And I think it shows up in several ways. There's the more obvious way of, you know, just the weight. But also when something is around your neck, it's going to move around. Right, the mass and of the, this thing swinging the around. The mass of it swinging around, it's going to slam into things, maybe someone else. Um, you know, a variety of things can happen. The other thing is, I just find that 
when I'm doing that kind of shooting, you know, on the street or whatever, some town center, and I'm doing it for many hours at a time, I might be, you know, doing one of those 20,000 step kind of days Yeah, just because of how much it works. Having something in my hand that is light and agile feeling really can make a difference in, in terms of how much photography I do and, and how much I enjoy it, how engaged I get, the heavier and heavier it gets. I'm just a lot less likely to keep going. Let me tell you a story about when I went to Croatia with a, when all I had was the Z9 and the 24 to 120. That's a four and a half pound rig and it was around my neck. Yeah. Now we've all shot that way, but I was just comparing, you know, if I had a Z8, which I didn't have last year, but the Z8, which weighs a little bit less Z8 and a 24 to 120 is still up over three and a half pounds. So, and this isn't to, to that, that's not a knock on Nikon. That's, that's just how big some of those full frame lenses can be. You know, they can be larger, heavier, etc. Um, I like the idea of having just that little 12 to 45. It gives me, um, a little bit less reach on the long end, but for most of the stuff in a place like Prague, I'm going to be in the wheelhouse most of the time with mm -hmm. a two pound camera rig. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of nice. And I can still have another lens or two in a shoulder bag. That's not going to be that heavy. Right. And the Billingham bags are not that heavy. That's, that's the nice no, thing about them. They're, they're just, and, and they're really waterproof. You don't have to have a separate rain cover. Right. Right. That takes up space and you might lose or it's just too awkward to put on. So no, the thing I don't like about them is their price tag. Yeah. <laughs> but they last forever. But it's it's you can buy one of those and know that you're not gonna need to replace it for its job. It's not gonna wear out. The other thing I would suggest is look at used ones on eBay. Oh yeah. It's one of the lowest idea. risk items out there. If you can see pictures of it. You can see what it's like mm -hmm. and you can save half the cost at least frequently. Yeah. So I'm kind of tinkering with those ideas. You know, one of the things oh. I do plan on doing though is um, packing a couple of different ways and just see how it fits, you know, with, with stuff, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, uh, and, and, and one other thing too, is like, if you are bringing a tripod, that's the one item that I don't have too many qualms about packing in a checked luggage especially if it's hard-sided luggage. Um, just most of the time, it's just not convenient to try to, to pack them and carry them on the plane. It's just too yeah. awkward. Here, so. here's, a, here's an idea to play with, and you don't really need this, but just an idea for, for listeners to play with, because it's one I've done at times. Especially when you would like to go light. Sometimes it's kind of interesting to say, hmm, I'm a, an okay photographer. I can do decent stuff. I'm going to take a challenge. There you go. I, I'm going to do this damn location with only a 35 millimeter equivalent lens. Right. That's it. And then you can get real small. Either. You can get really small. And it actually can be quite fun as long as you realize there are going to be shots that you don't make. You make other ones instead. Right. right. Doesn't mean they're worse. They're right. just different. And forget about what other people are doing. Make your own photographs. Yeah. Well, that's going to be very, very cool. It's yeah. I mean, honestly, thing. it does work. 
I could probably work. do this trip with just something like that 12 to 45 zoom and you be, could be very happy with it. it. It's just that I have other stuff and you want to bring it. I but, know. But the key here is don't always bring everything that you pack and like chargers and cords and cables. Leave that stuff back in your room or in a different oh, bag because yes. you don't want to be walking for three hours through the streets of Vienna or wherever you might be with all that. After a while, the fatigue will just it will just impede your creative abilities. Yeah. Well, anyway, stay tuned for how it turns out. Um, we're, <laughs> we we won't be here trip. next week. Um, we probably won't have an episode the next week just because of the travel. So until next time, happy shooting. All right. Bye-bye.